to another episode of Wonder Confessions. Um, I am your host, Stefan, the Film Wanderer. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. You can also follow me on Film at a, uh, Twitter on Film Wanderer. Uh, I got for a second. Twitter on as Film Wanderer. Instagram as well, Film Wanderer. Uh, no Captain Zero on Snapchat. Um, filmwanderer.wordpress.com. Filmwanderer.blogger.com is one of my older work. Um, this is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a, a, a smaller show uh, than it has been in recent weeks. Um, I got no conflict or anything. I'm just kind of, I kind of want to go to bed before 12 or something like that. I, I, I'm not so sure. Um, it's like 11 one right now. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to get whatever I want to say out at a brisk pace. So I'm going to try to go a little fast, I think. But I think I'm probably going to disobey that, that order. Um, so I don't really have anything like noteworthy to talk about. Like I'll, I'll have a couple of movie reviews to talk about, like, you know, before I start the news stuff, but I will mention that, um, uh, that this coming Tuesday, um, is July 4th and we, and then, uh, America's everyone will be taking the day off from, uh, from work or from work. So, um, any other obligations you have to, to attend to, um, it don't feel like a July 4th weekend. It doesn't. I, I'm I'm already dreading going to work tomorrow, knowing after Monday is over, it's done, it's done for. I'm gonna have to, um, <laughs> you know, wait, await my day off to Tuesday. Like I, I this is this is pretty pretty awkward to say the least. I I think personally. And I don't know why businesses haven't decided to say, hey, let's do this. I'm going to compromise. We'll consider the business day for the third and then we'll t- happen and then the morning for the fourth. But that isn't what happened. What happened was basically people are just going to just go through, okay, let's just, you guys, you guys come into work and then, then Tuesday we'll take the day off. You know, because reasons. It's weird, right? Like you, you want to be off for, you know, for your, for, you know, from all the labor you've done, be it real telling, be it, jet, you know, cleaning, be it uh, construction, whatever it is, you just want to be off, um, and just spend time with your family, your kinfolk, pop some fireworks, um, throw some beer, um, you know, reminisce about uh, uh, how this is uh, America's independence uh, from Brit- the British. I mean, all that stuff. You know, if you're if you're in that kind of mood, like like typically my July Fourth, like lately, I I haven't really given a shit about all that. Really, um, I don't even pop fireworks. Like I used to be in the fireworks growing up when I was a child. Like I used to, uh, especially that the, the Panther brand of like firecrackers, like those those big booms and those rockets, those little small rockets, uh, those those uh, oh, I forgot those things, those spinners that you light up and it just. <laughs> Um, I used to be in all that shit, and then, you know, just I got older, and and it, and honestly, it, it I think it has very little to do with the fact I that I, you know I don't really see fireworks for me. I don't think they have very little worth to me, and I guess that's why I'm not big into fireworks these days. Yeah, I, I just yeah I don't care as much. 
about uh, the festive events. And I know, you know, Florida's going to have, uh, I think, the ARC show or something like that, um, you know, on Independence Day. And I, I don't want to see it. My Tuesday is going to be just a lot of writing, a lot of writing comic books. And I'm going to watch some, some, uh, who, like some Netflix and probably some Hulu. Like, I ain't doing shit. Like, I'm not doing a damn thing other than just probably, you know, getting my, you know, getting my, my creativity flowing and then just resting and watching some Netflix. I mean, I haven't decided what, what my lineup's going to be, but, but, um, um, it's looking like I, I might, I think Glow, I'm probably going to have to probably put on the list, um, to like probably binge that show on Tuesday, but I'm not sure, sure yet. Um, and I just came up watching Glow like about a few hours ago, a couple hours ago, like the first couple episodes, like I'm, I'm, I like it. It's a, it's a good show. Um, the ladies sort of like, they get the basis of wrestling, um, the, the comedic aspects too, the, the acting aspects. Um, you know, Alison Brie's funny. I mean, Alison, anything I've seen Alison Brie, and she, you know, she doesn't disappoint. She's a good actress. Uh, Mark Maron's on it. Um, so it's pretty good thus far. Like, so I, like, that's like one show I, I've been getting into. Like, Queen of the, Queen of the South. I'm, I'm sort of catching up on that show. I'm on season one. Alice Braga. Um, like, I like that show too. Um, so yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't have a desire to like do any of that, you know, all that, uh, you know, stuff right now. So, you know, especially, you know, I'm just, and you compound it with, um, you know, 45 being in office. I just, I, I can't really get into the patriotic mood, you know, to wave my American flag and say, hey, you know, we're all Americans, we're the same, we're people. And I'm just like, I guess. <laughs> I'm just that's where my mind goes. Just like, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think what else I can do like on that Tuesday. I'm I'm trying to think if I'm gonna get because because um I have spent a lot of money this weekend, so I'm thinking hey I can probably get some grub, probably some lunch or dinner, um or whatnot. I'll probably do that too. But I'm thinking about I just don't know what to do. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. Everything is craziness, and I'm really really tired. <laughs> um, so. It's like, what do you do when you're not really into the thing you were into as a child, and you just you don't really care? Um, and I, and I, I just, I just don't really care about um about um this, you know, this part of the year. I guess I just, I just, care. I like, I like being off. I like enjoying um, my time off from my job. Um, But overall, I, I, I just can't get in the festive mood um, for this, and maybe that's that's probably my malfunction as a, as a, um, you know, as a person sort of like going through you know the metamorphosis in my life, um, if it were. But yeah, I I I just I guess I can't give. I can't give a shit. I just can't give a shit. And I'm still trying to look for some articles. Uh, inexplicably. Um, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Mm. 
but yeah, I'm not really into uh, the spirit as much of this holiday. Like, I'm, I'm, I get this one. I'm just, I'm just like, I just want to get the year over with. Like, I'm, like, I'm honestly not into um, much of anything this year. I just, I just, I wanted, to, I want it all to end. I just want it all to end, man. It's just. This this is how I feel personally. So I don't know what else to do. Okay, um, I have a beef with like art house directors, and it's it, it, it's been nagging at me for quite a while. Like I've I've um talked to a couple people about like art house movies. And stuff and because um um like I I, I, I the beguile like I I'll get to the beguile in a moment and like um um I, I probably said a couple of episodes ago about Sofia Coppola um you know talking about uh, that movie and you know her mentioning you know the male female aspects of it and how she never really considered it like uh you know the racial components of it um and it's like a lot of these directors do is like like the dude who directed um it comes at night sort of like he couldn't even answer the questions to like. You know, why he chose that to be the title of his movie? So you know, it was real cool title, but like, but there's got to be a reason to why you that is your title. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what are you doing? Like, if if your movie is set in the Civil War, and you have these white women uh, of many ages. Um, white children, white white women, um, you know, in the teens to like, you know, Nicole Kidman's like the oldest of the bunch. She's like fifty, I think, or gonna be fifty. And you don't really consider take into consideration, you know, the ramifications of the civil of the civil war, how it started, you know, you know, all the groups, you know, part of it, you know, black people being you know, us being the slaves, and and uh, you have uh, the Union Confederate, you know, fighting over. Um, basically slavery. The Confederate was like tired. The Federal was tired. I mean, the, the Union was tired of it. The Federal wasn't tired of it. They they basically betrayed the Union to continue continue on uh, the slavery track. And here we are, in twenty seventeen, still fighting the same old stupid fight. It sounds like one of my biggest gripes in the movie. I never watched the Clint Eastwood movie. Um, I never read the book, but. Taken in the context that I I basically digested before I saw the movie, yeah, I kind of feel like um, she kind of missed a couple of things there. And um, before I continue on that, on that movie, let me talk about a couple of some other movies, like the, any movies that like they have these like this this weird underlying message, but it's like it's just they just kind of go over it a bit. Um, you know, Wes Anderson, you know, is a beloved director, um, you know, beloved director that you know. Be, like people really love that dude and I just I'm like yeah he's alright he's made a couple movies I like but he he's ultimately just a fine director he's not a great one like he's okay um, you know James Gunn he came from kind of the independent scene and James Gunn you know made it up nicely also another thing I also knows about independent movies is like they get they think higher praise in like mainstream movies and it's on that like, well, I'm, we're just tired of you know mainstream movies, you know, taking over and taking over the the playing field. And it's like just 
okay, you don't have, do you have the shit on the Marvel Cinematic Universe too? Like to to get there, it's like 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 what are you trying to win? Like what's your point? Like what did you what did you do? You feel victorious now that you shot on a brand because you're tired of brands? I I I don't get it. So yeah, that was like on my mind like for a while now, and kind of I don't. I don't feel I, I like independent movies. I like movies in general. So I, I like and before I was like I was a, I was a huge fucking train. I'm not that guy anymore. Thankfully. Thankfully. Um Yeah, thankfully I can actually feel like um I don't have to play a role into like uh you know Shitting on um, movies that are all over the mainstream, I guess. Because people do it, and it really, it really, it feels like some like you know, contrarian, opportunistic bullshit to to say this and that. So um, that's kind of my thing on it, and I and I guess I'll segue like to back to the guy. Like I didn't like it. I just. I did not like that movie. Um, I, I felt there was a lot left on the ground, on the cutting floor that Sabia Copeland either didn't want to address or just didn't care to address because, I mean, to, for me, it came down to whether or not, um, sorry, I'm adjusting my mic, whether or not she um, wanted to do a female exam or, or a, a sex examination movie or one of the Pharisees now, and now she chose the former pretty much and that's fine but you can't have one or the other when we're talking about the Confederacy like we, we can't you cannot put a broad brush over what happened and and who experienced what they experienced and, and um, another thing too about the movie is the movie doesn't say the word Confederate once not one time I was watching that movie all the way through and you know looking at the dialogue and looking at the girls playing patty cake and, and you know ha- having two dining scenes and, and um, you know Colin Farrell sort of being the he's the he's the even he's the Yankee immigrant the Union immigrant um, you know trying to um, make it out you know make it you know survive and stuff um, and, uh, I, I really feel the whole movie just, it just glossed over a bunch of shit just for feelings. It just, and it was pretty damn evident how that, you know, how that, how all that shit turned out. It's just, I just, I hate movies that do that. Like you're going to try to tell this, you know, this just big overarching story and, and you just, and, and then you get cold feet and it's like again you big studios I mean, I mean independent studios just get cold feet and this is like what are y'all doing it's like y'all don't want to dress anything at all other than just it's like just play it safe incorporate it just don't mention what you're gonna do just do the do the thing and you know people watch your movies like yay people people watch our movie um, but unfortunately, um, we're not going to, you know, talk about context X and Y and Coppola's movie kind of just did that. Even, even the whole, like, 
examination of, of like these women and you know back then even falls short and the reason why i fall short because the characters aren't likable which is like if you're gonna do this shit you're like you would you think you would need to like characters to do this and it's like it's like oh here's the reason why it's not likable. it's the damn civil war like it's the goddamn civil war how the hell you gonna do a movie like this when in the civil damn war and especially in the south or a racial tension which racial tension was high because motherfucking confederate soldiers one wanted to um sorry about that um wanted to own black people and the movie doesn't mention that once it's just it's just it's, it is just safe all the way through it's just safe like it's just Sophia Coppola has this thing of like she wants to cover like feminine topics and 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 um you know you know she is you know favorite support Coppola's daughter like she seems to have like these things in her head but it's like when she puts it you know in, in post production it's just like oh never mind you know lost of translation was kind of low key racist if you think about it um. You know, especially with um, you know them seemingly mocking um, you know the the Japanese dialect, and the whole you know love story between Bill Murray or semi love story between her and, and before, between Bill Murray and Scarlett Scar- Johansson. It just yeah, that movie never really I could never really understand why people love that movie other than just it's another art house film that you know people had to overpraise and you know oversell. And that's sort of how I feel about it, really. Um, and and this is only the second like Copeland movie I watch, and I just I've noticed like she she kind of just plays it safe. I feel even for an art even for like an art house sort of like director. I just it's just it, it's annoying, man. It's just it's like could you at least put a little more into this rather than just you know never mind. I won't talk about it. I don't want to make anyone's feelings hurt, which is like that's sort of the thing that, like, if if women if if women directors are gonna do these movies, like, I kind of expect you not to gloss over the context of it. I don't care if if big wig studios tell you to. I don't even. I don't care what it is, but like, tell the story as it should be told. That is how you get good good storytelling, good good filmmaking. It's also how you get an audience to give a shit. You know, I I I wanted to like the big out. I, I really did. I wasn't I didn't want to go into it thinking, oh man, it's gonna suck. I was I was I, I had trepidations. Like I had worries. But I was hoping it would be good and it just it was average. Which is probably better better what I than I thought because I probably wasn't gonna really like it, but it was just average. Like the movie just sat there. I felt the whole movie played safe. It was just, you know, Ella Fanning trying to get start start something with him, and and then Nicole Kim, you know, low key, almost almost kissed him and started something with him, and and uh, you know, Kirsten Dunst, you know, wanted to start something with uh, with, with the old with dude um, in the movie, played by Colin Farrell. It's just, this is whatever. It's just, I walked out and I was like, hmm, okay. I, I chuckled a couple times, but only because part of it was like, it's, in the second half of the movie, I kind of I treated it like a horror movie. 
which was sort of how it was marketed as. But it's not even a horror movie. It's just it's a period piece drama film with a with a creepy dude who got his gam, um, who had to you know be on bed rest for most of the movie, you know, with interesting in an accident. So I don't know. I don't know. It was just rough, man. I don't think there's any other words to describe it other than it is. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it just sits there. My audience didn't clap. I I kind of just like when the, once the movie ended, I was like, yeah, this ending. Let me get the fuck out of here. Um, and I yeah, you know, apparently one you know wanted the cons, and this was like this is one of the cons. This is it. This is the movie that wanted the cons, huh? From. Friends of Coppola's daughter, uh, Sophia Coppola, in a movie that no one really cares about. And I saw Baby Driver um, a couple of days prior before I saw this movie, and um, I really dug it. Great car chases. Um, even the use of music is good. It can get a little green on your ears sometimes, but it does its job. Um, and so El-, El Gore did a great, great job. Jimmy Foxx did a great job. John, John Hamm. Um, needs to be needs to be a little more insane in these movies. Like he did really good. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a great ride. A great ride does it again. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna watch it again, unfortunately, because um, I'm not gonna go to the movies very much this week. I'm just, I'm gonna see Spider Man Homecoming, of course, but I'm not gonna see any, like anything Tuesday. I'm probably just gonna just take it easy again before I like you know start spending some money because I'm kind of taking a break from the movie things because I'm trying to catch up on some shows that I missed. Um, but um, the plot's good. Um, the bands between um, El Gord and uh, Lily James that was really good. It was really cute. Like, it felt like I threw back to the old days of like you know th- death comedy. I mean uh, th- uh, death um, movies. You know with a threat aspect, I guess. But I'm um, trying to think what else. Oh, soundtrack's good. Uh, the acting's really good. Um, Kevin Spacey's good in it. Um, a lot of people are uh, pretty good at it. Yeah, but I really enjoyed the movie. I'm trying to think of one writer if you want it. But eventually, I probably will get to that, get that time to do so. But, um, you know, the guy was okay. And this one was really good. Um, Baby Drive was really good. Um, maybe a little overrated, probably, as far as, like, the buzz goes. Because, you know, you know, people act like, you know, when they haven't seen anything innovative more, they act like it's the newest thing. It It's great. It's a great heist movie. Yeah, it's a great house movie. But once you get to the deeper threads of it, yeah, that's about it. It's just it's okay. And now I can start the show. Um, again, this will be a little quicker than usual. So, um, looks like MC, looks like Marvel's way of getting those getting those Spider-Man characters back is gonna um be a long game situation. Because Sony is uh, actually getting played and playing themselves every day and every night. So, uh, this is according to CBR. Um, uh, Spider Man won't appear in Venom movie, Marvel confirms. Um, the parameters of the deal between Sony and uh, between Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures led to, that led to Spider Man Homecoming have left fans with a lot of questions planned to the plan. Related to the plan of Spider-Man movie, now we have a definitive answer to the biggest one: whether Tom Holland's Will Crow will appear in the Sony spinoff. No, uh, Marvel Studios uh, president Kevin Feige told a Variety Wednesday at the 
world premiere of Spider-Man Homecoming in Hollywood. No, I think they're focusing on a, making a great film movie, and I don't know how much, I don't know much, much about it, but I know they're also a good star with Tom Hardy. <laughs> like, you know you're fucked when, um, 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 Kevin Feige low-key mentions, um, okay, you got this thing, guys, um, um, You got this, this Venom movie, guys. Um, it's kind of a big deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, we don't much about it, but they're all the good start. Tom Hardy is like, that's that's such a plat in the back. It's just so, that's so messed up. <laughs> but he, but he, I'm going to let him cook because it's, it's sort of on the mark. Sony has Venom, has announced has Venom, directed by Ruben Fleischer, uh, Zombie Land, and Silver and Black uh, featuring long-time Spider-Man supporting characters, uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat that will exist in a shared completely separate of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Movies featuring the villains Craven Hunter and Mysterio are reportedly also in development. That's left many to wonder whether Spider-Man would at least make a cameo in those spinoffs or if they can exist without their web saying they only can't. No, they can't. Yeah, because who are you going to give them, who are going to give these characters something that, you know, to feed off of? Like, no way, it won't. It won't work. Uh, Holland, they, who debuted as Peter Parker in last year's uh, Marvel Captain America, recently said um, he loved the opportunity to work with Hardy, but thought he wasn't likely that he would appear in Venom. Um, give me a second. I was going to say um, the Venom movie takes place in a different universe. He says so. I have no plans to show up in those movies anytime soon, but you know things change. We'll have to wait and see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that shit a no. <laughs> I doubt it happens. About, okay, that's um, all the credits for um, Spider-Man Homecoming. But no, this is not gonna work. Mm, like, and, I, and I knew I knew the truth was gonna eventually, you know, appear right in front of you know a lot of people who were expecting Spider-Man to appear in these movies. Like I I knew it was I knew it was crock of shit when Pascal was selling it super hard. Because Sony needs to hit that badly. Like, Baby Driver did very well this weekend. Here's the problem with that. You need you need a bigger hit to, to do that. And that ain't it. Like, I think Homecoming's going to make a lot of money. It's going to be great for um, the companies involved. Mostly Sony because they're going to be the ones, you know, who did the work. But, um, yeah, man. Um, they played themselves really hard. Um, Robert Engineer wants to leave the MCU before it was embarrassing. So I saw this while like a couple couple days ago, and and I guess we're getting to that point where um so the main Marvel castings are probably gonna you know slowly um step away from the MCU entirely. So uh, Oscar winner Robert Engineer knows exactly when he wants to hang up his arm and suit and retire from the Marvel Cinematic Universe before it's embarrassing. Speaking in an interview with uh, News.com AU, ahead of his appearance in Spider-Man Coming, Downey Jr. reflected on his nine appearances in the MCU, shedding some light on his view of leaving the Marvel Comics Brick Screen Universe. While he indicates he enjoys playing uh, Iron Man and Tony Stark, the 50-year-old accurate did admit there is a limited amount of times he can play the eccentric character. Everybody says to me, everyone says to me, it's like a glove that fits so well. I have to start over every time, but I am starting over with a pretty solid base. I just never want to blow it, it for for the last six, seven movies I have done by dropping the ball because I decided to go it, do it one more time. 
I just want to hang up my jersey before it's embarrassing. Um, Donnie Jr. also reveals why he keeps coming back to the Marvel Cinematic outings, even though he, even though he's sure the next film can't top the last. It's this cynical thing that I, I could have said when the first Avengers came out. It's never going to get any better than that. Everybody stopped. But to me, it's always about people and opportunities like the Avengers directors, Anthony and Joe Russo, who I adore. It's also the money, Robert. Don't lie. It's also the money. Um, I think basically what you're getting at is a guy who under who kind of knows that the time is taking on his age. He's 52, as the article mentions. And even he's like, I don't think I can do much of this any longer because I've um, stretched myself to the point in which, you know, I can't really do this as, as much. It um, it's quite off. It's quite off. Yeah, you know, he knows the end is near. He really does. Um, so, I guess he's sort of keeping that, keeping in the mind that you know I can't really do this, you know much of these movies. I, you know, and you know he he understands that you know he, that um yeah that age um is coming up and um i don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with you know those cast members after um the fourth Avengers movie but again gotta see what's gonna happen okay um michelle Rodriguez um was in the news recently um regarding the fast and Furious movies um Basically, I mean, also short. Um, she wants women, the women actors, to get paid. The female actors get get more money, get as much money as the men. And um, she even thought about quitting the franchise. And uh, Cinema Glenn has here. Um, uh, this is her quote. I believe it was on on Instagram. Um, I can read it to y'all real quick. Um. um F80 is out digitally uh, today. I hope they decide to show some love to the female, to the women of the franchise on the next one, or I just might have to say goodbye to a love franchise. It's been a good ride, and I'm grateful for the opportunity the fans and studio have provided over the years. One love. Two words. Get money. I'm not a fan of hers, really, but I'm like, get your money. I get it. She... She definitely wants to get paid. Um, the movies, while they're diverse and um, you know, and the most one of the most diverse movies, like like in, in the cinema in the cinemas, but yeah, there you can kind of notice that women are they're more like in some cases more like damsels in distresses than they are like their own. They have their own agency, their own pride, their own you know you know choice of their own volition. You know. Uh, um, the, the new woman in, in the film, um, not Charlie, 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 Charlie um, and the woman who plays Ramsey, uh, I think it's Natalie Ramsey, not Natalie, uh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot her last name. She's on Game of Thrones. Like she's a computer hacker, but she's not much else after that. It's just, she's there just, yeah, she's just there, unfortunately. And, um, like, more could be done with those actors, like, in those movies, um, because they're barely given anything to do, because we're too busy watching Tesh, and, 
and Roman Pierce and and um, and Dom, you know, get their shine and you know uh, <clears throat> the Rock's character's name. Um, him too. We're like we're just sort of this, you know, seeing what they're doing, and while the women, you know, get very much little to do in those movies. So I can definitely see her point. And um, if I were her, I would probably, you know, protest it, protest it really hard. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I hope, I wish her the best. I hope she gets the money that she deserves. Okay, um, quick story. Um, Wonder Woman has uh, topped Batman vs. Superman, Donna Justice, in the United States, um, it's basically it is the number one movie in the DCU, without question. Um, financially, of course, critically, but financially, um, one of them can finally claim a stake is to say I have top Man of Steel. Um, but she's yet the top Suicide Squad and um, um, Donna Justice. So she's got to, you know. The movie's got to, you know, top those movies, you know, before, I guess, it could, it could have its own version of, um, you know, you know, Wonder Woman's supremacy, I guess. So, and it's made about, currently in the United States, Wonder Woman has made uh, $346 million as of June 30th, June 2nd, which I'm sure they're probably going to connect it to July 4th weekend. Um, so, that's what's made thus far. So, let's see. Um, I don't have any yards articles. Um, there is one other article um, that I do want to talk about. It's um, the fact that some some of her sequels have unfortunately um, underperformed. Um, and um, like anywhere from Pirates of the Caribbean, this movie made three had a good opening, but it wasn't. But it apparently was eight million dollars short of like what estimates were, um, according to a cinema blend. Um, and this movie made two and then is um um I'll pace it I guess it's the low it is um the smallest opening since two thousand ten when the first movie came out, which I saw. That was good. Um but yeah, um Transformers dropped sixty percent I believe from from the past weekend. Um which is pretty hard when you think about it because um it's currently one hundred two million dollars, so it's it is pretty much on the verge of not even making well as well out of the contention of making its own budget. Um, it's killing again in the foreign markets, but again, when your most dedicated, like one of your most dedicated markets being the United States, it isn't even gonna make a make a, you know what the foreign movie made big problems, big problems. So. Yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean flopped. Um, um, Cars 3, meh. Didn't make a whole lot of money. I don't even know how much Cars 3 cost. And I've been looking for that budget for for um, quite a while. So, there's that. Like, like movies like Baby Driver... Um, are doing very well, but but you take all that out, like like no one really cares about um, sequels these days, and I think also just yeah, 
Hollywood, summer movies don't have the same push like they used to. Um, so you know that's part of why you know movies aren't really doing as well. But I, I, but yeah, you know sometimes it comes it comes to quality, and if you're not putting a quality product, you know no one's gonna care uh, what you have. I'm trying to think what else is a sequel that is coming out this year. Just top of my head, I don't think there is. Um, but um, if you're gonna, uh, uh, you know. And it's a tough situation for uh, sequels. Okay, lastly, um, quickly, um, this is to uh, the, the Hawaii Five-0 um, um, main cast members, uh, Scott Kahn and um, Alex Alon, I think. Um, y'all should have backed your colleagues. Uh, Daniel Kim and Grace Park are no longer going to be on the show. Pretty simple. Um, pay what they're old. Um, and, uh, you know, the so-called you know cast member friends just didn't give a shit. They didn't help out, and you're gonna lose basically, you know, a quarter of the show that that people care about, um, all because they won't pay them pay them money, and they should pay them money because you know they've you know been stale, you know, great partners since 2010, 11 on I guess when the reboot ever came out. I don't watch the show, but all I can say is, um, yeah, I think I think we've gotten to the point where people of color are getting fed up with uh, white people shit. And I think that's all that means to me. That, that's what I think that means, in my humble opinion. So yeah, I think I'm a short shorter than that. I just I felt like putting out something, um, at least to uh, hopefully I can you know do something better the week after. Um. So yeah, man. Um. That's it. Uh, that's really it. So. So um. Um, WSM next week. Um, oh God. Um, I'm signing off. Film Wonder signing off. Peace. Mm-hmm.